the Sports Lounge podcast where we celebrate the athlete's success on and off the court and talk about their mental health and how and how they are having success after the game. It's a pleasure to introduce you guys to Kiara Jackson, who is the best loan officer out of Sacramento, California. Uh, also top ball player out of UC Riverside and CSULA. Got her scholarship for making uh, from from balling hard and made it to a magazine. Got where a scholarship to play college ball. So uh, we're gonna just chat with Miss with Miss Jackson about her success on on the court, off the court, and her mental health and how she had success in the real estate game. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, you know, just just getting through the storm right now that's going on. So yeah, other than that, um, just really just I'm I mentioned it um briefly but I'm just in like a building stage in my life so it's really just a lot of um trying to figure out what's next for me so yeah trying to find out uh I guess that niche to um exactly. to take off from and just, mm-hmm. just really just make things happen so so how, how was your uh mental health like playing ball and transitioning after college ball collision collision ball yeah so um after basketball it was it was um all over the place really i was just trying to figure out what to do um after i got done because i really i knew that once i got into college i wasn't gonna go play pro that was not a goal of mine um okay so i knew that i didn't want to do that but also I was so focused on basketball that I really didn't care about my academics either. So that's not something that I focused on the first two years, I would say, of college. Um, and that was me really doing like my prerequisites anyways. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really um, didn't focus on that, to be honest. But after I realized like, okay, I don't want to you know, do this, let me figure out what it is that I do want to do. Um, So at that point, I was trying to figure out like, okay, what does after college even look like for me? Um, And I knew that I did not want to move back home. So I was like, okay, what career opportunities are there? Um, And then I transitioned to Cal State LA for my senior year. um, When I did that, you know, your credits have to transfer and they have to be able to put your credits in a specific bucket and specific classes to fill the credits at that new university. So some of my credits didn't transfer. And if I chose to go down a new um, degree path, then it was going to require me to be a student for a whole, another year. And I was like, no, this is not going to work for me because yes. school just... But it was interesting because it wasn't even school. It was really um, what I was learning. So that's what I learned while I was in college was that I need to pick subjects that I actually enjoy learning about. (laughs) And once I'm able to do that, then everything else is easier. Um, So yeah, I was able to end up getting my degree in Pan-African Studies from Cal State LA. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, my mental health after was just, again, all over the place. It was really like, I didn't want to move back home, trying to find a job. Nobody was really, I didn't really have skills, you know, Um, no like office skills, 
Um, I thought that I wanted to coach, but then I was like, I need to make money. <laughs> if I'm not trying, you know, if I'm yes, yeah. my rent, paying my bills, I have to, have to survive first. So that's been, that's been really what it's been is, um, trying to figure out how to make it work for myself, um, over the last, you know, several years and mm-hmm. just doing it, finding my way. Um, and through that journey, I've just been able to meet a lot of people and a lot of good people. And that's how, yeah, I got here. So I've, yeah, just being open. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, how, so how do you start, how do you start playing basketball? And what, what, what made you, when so, did you know you were good enough to take it to a collegiate level? Yeah, so I started playing in middle school. Um, okay. That's when, I want to say it was um, first with CYO. So I, I started oh, okay. with, um, when I was in middle school, I was like one of the tallest girls, right? I okay. probably like 5'10", 5'11", at that point. Um, I was pretty tall. And the coach saw me. His name was Coach Jay. And he was like, come here, come here. So he kept, Mm -hmm. like, you know, having me come over there and talk to him and be like, hey, this is basketball. I didn't know basketball for real. So um, that was not something that I was even looking for, to be honest. So, yeah, he talked to me about it, and then I went in, and I was just playing around, and I was good at it, so, and I, at the middle school level, like, uh-huh. you know, just being tall is enough, so <laughs> just having that, um, I was able to, you know, join the team, and then I realized, like, okay, I'm actually, like, I'm fast, you know, I'm okay. I'm fast, I'm small, but I'm also powerful. You know, I was just like learning little things like that. So okay. um, find your little yeah. niche and, and exactly. basketball. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's funny, um, uh, your coach your coach is Coach Jay, because that's my that's my name where I coach my kids sports to so call me Coach Jay. So yeah. it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll so, be out here recruiting the next somebody, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so how did that impact your outlook on basketball? I mean, you know, from your height, you find out you, you can actually ball yeah. and be good. So mm-hmm. what impact that, you know, that have on your, on your game? Um, I kept playing. Yeah. So from middle school, I went and I played, um, CYO. And from there I was able to start playing on an AAU team. Mm-hmm. And that's how I really got my scholarship because um, with AAU, you know, you're traveling all over the place. And it was a, I was on the East Bay Explosion. So it was a top AAU team in the Bay Area. Um, so we were able to. Mm-hmm. Out of Oakland, correct? There is a team out of Oakland, yeah. We had, we practiced okay. in numerous places, but yeah. Okay. They were, um, but yeah, they. Uh, I heard of that team before. Yeah. Um, I played on that team um for a while and then I was able to just go to all these different showcases and I think that experience really like just being able to travel at such a young age um I didn't look at it like that because it was like I was going to play basketball but I think that really had um a huge like shaping on how I view things now you know just 
being able to know like, okay, there's this certain lifestyle that you can have um, if you follow a specific career path. So yeah, I definitely was able to take that from me from that experience. And then um, just also being able to learn what a team, how to work within a team, um, just taking that skill set because personalities is different, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And so, forgive me. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I got to ask you this question before it slipped my mind. You talk so much about basketball. What position do you play? I was a power forward and center-ish. Okay. I say ish because okay. there were girls that yeah, were yeah. players. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was. I didn't like being the five, but it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> I was down there, you know. Yeah. So. So, so when, when do you, well, I mean, when did you know, like in middle, high or high school, that basketball was your, your number one sport and what was the influence behind that? Yeah, it was, um, everybody coming up to me. It was coming up to me and being like, wow, you're so good. You have so much potential. Right. And I was just, you know, like I was just listening to it. So I was like, okay, so let me continue with basketball. And at the same time, um, in middle school, I actually started swimming too. So competitively, and um, I was good at that too. I really enjoyed swimming and it was funny. Yeah, my dad, he came up to me. um, It wasn't funny at the time, but (laughs) he came up to me um, literally during a swim meet and he was like, do you want to continue swimming or do you want to play basketball? And I was like, (laughs) and he was like, you're playing basketball. (laughs) So he was like, no, your potential is far better used in um, basketball. So that was, you know, it it was able to land me a scholarship, which I knew from Mm -hmm. a young age um, Mm -hmm. that I was going to need one. So basically, yeah, like middle school, maybe like, yeah, eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, I knew that I needed to get a scholarship in order to go to college. So that was going to be my avenue. um, Because unfortunately, it wasn't going to be getting school paid for so yeah yeah, that's what I was you know striving for um from a young age I just knew that I I wanted to go to college um and I wanted to get a degree so that's just what I needed to do so 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 you got a degree to UC Riverside Mm -hmm. what made you um what made you um decide to play for UC Riverside and what did you achieve playing basketball for them Yeah, so I actually had family that attended there. Um, So that was my motivation. Um, And it was one of the top diverse schools in the league for one. And then for two, um, it's one of the most diverse UCs. So that's something that I liked too, was um, my experiences with school was I grew up in a mainly like black and Hispanic city. And then I went to a mainly Caucasian high school um, and city out there. And I didn't move, but I just transferred school districts. And it was just, different you know I knew that I needed that diversity um so that's something that I kept in mind um, when I was looking at schools so yeah UC Riverside came and they really liked me and I knew the school just from my sisters going there um so yeah that was my motivation to go um the team at the time was nice so I was able to connect with some of the members there um and yeah after 
literally the next season they all left and it was pretty much a brand new team so yeah that was um interesting getting into college because it was just you know a mixture of a lot of different things that were going on <laughs> and then you're just entering into it you know and you're yeah. just like damn there's just all this shit going on and i'm just like trying to figure it out um a lot of changes a lot of changes yeah. and um the main focus is sport that is it you mm-hmm. know it's not even a focus on those changes or you know your academics really it's just Let's get you on the field. <laughs> and basketball, I mean, I I, I give you guys props because I think uh, for sp- sports-wise in college, I think basketball players have it the worst because you guys are always on the road, at least like three, four times oh a week playing. You know, mm-hmm. so like football players, softball players, baseball players, they don't play as many games as basketball players during the week. So you guys are like really playing that work. Yeah, uh, and then – course off of that like when I was in college when I first my first season um we did not have this rule where um you're allowed to now have your athletes train during the summer that was during my first season but I want to say during my second season that the NCAA allowed for I think it was just D1s to have their athletes train during the summer that was a horrible change like that really took away our little bit of freedom freedom yes yeah because we only had the summers off so it was like now we have to be here for the summer and we're here all year year round yeah so it was wow. really like it was tough it was tough um yeah i i remember like when i would go home like it was tough because it was like it was just so much going on man it was like the 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 team dynamic was hard because um, it's just a lot of like pinning people against each other. You have that type of dynamic and you have the coaching staff that was also just unfortunately toxic and unhealthy at that time. Wow. Um, and yeah, the head coach ultimately he was let go um, a couple years ago and that was only because there was a lawsuit against him. And it's just crazy because it's like, the whole athletics department knew what he was doing and how he was treating us and they just allowed it to go on and those are the kind of things that go on in college sports that people don't talk about and we're just players we don't know like i just told you the only way that i was gonna go to college was really to get my school paid for through a scholarship Um, and with that kind of with coaches knowing those types of things it's like easy to dangle a scholarship over your head and if they know that you you might not have anything else to lean back on um so yeah it was just it was hard it was really hard um but we like you get through it you Uh find people that you know you're able to connect with and that supports you and that's really what um i i learned throughout my experience was really just lean into my community and people who truly support you yeah yes i i really think like um like we just state like you know so many changes i remember the, um was the university of oregon to have a big issue in the track program 
and mm-hmm. it went on for years before they got exposed. But just imagine like all the other schools that are doing the exactly. same thing. Man. You know, so I really, I really feel like you know for like athletes, especially high school, I feel like they should have a course to teach their athletes how to deal. Mm-hmm. You know, with. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, with, with changes, you know, because, like, just because you sign a contract with one coach doesn't mean he's going to be the coach there or she's going to be a coach there for the four years. So, you know, it's, it's so many changes. And as a little kid, you know, it is hard to really, you know, being so young to really adapt, you know. And I think that it takes really a strong individual to really adapt and persevere and really, you know, stay focused and, you know, on, on the on the bigger picture but mm-hmm. for the average youngster that you know that's very hard and so much yeah. you have to deal with so i really think like the high school should be trying to help these kids transition how to deal with changes because there's gonna be some changes mm-hmm. in college it, it's, yeah. it's business it's not fun it's, it's, it's all business so it's business yes yeah. yeah it's not yeah, um, it's not <laughs> business yeah yeah and that honestly like that for me took away my love for the sport, unfortunately, was mm-hmm. the fact that it was just so business focused and toxic that it was just like, what is this all for? You know, that's why I did not want to continue because it just wasn't, yeah, it was never um, something that I wanted to pursue. But then having that experience definitely like was like, no, <laughs> this yes. is not it for me, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was unfortunate. So, let me ask you a question. So she was a collegiate athlete. Would it be different? Was able to get paid back then? You know, so like what? It's getting paid now. You know, no, no. your yeah. different, or it would still be the same type of politics you got to deal with. So um, <laughs> they weren't even paid. <laughs> they weren't even paying us correctly. First of all, oh, we start with wow. that. <laughs> yeah, so there was that was lawsuit. A lot of politics. Yeah, there was a lawsuit um, a couple years ago where basically the NCAA was sued um, because colleges were not paying the student athletes their full scholarship. So they would basically be just, I guess, pocketing the money. I don't know because we never saw the numbers. We never saw the numbers. Somebody was getting that money. <laughs> yeah, like. Mm-hmm. So that happened, and after that, then that's why now I feel like they're allowing for student athletes to have those brand sponsorships and be able to make money for themselves because that was something that we were complaining about. Okay, because it was just like we see how much money these institutions are making. You know, like yes. we're over here struggling. This is- so, and, yeah, 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 yes, they, they got over, they got over for so long. I'm just excited that you know that the athletes can get paid. Mm-hmm. I hope yeah. they don't take fully advantage of that because the coach don't get theirs regardless. So, mm-hmm. so, so it, 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 all the stress, you know, ain't like getting paid when you're under stress, yeah, exactly. Continue. And that's something yeah. that, um, I I'm happy for, and I hope that, you know, student athletes are able to really take advantage of that opportunity and save your money, save your money, um, really, really save it. Because after college, especially if you're not sure what it is that you want to do, then you can have that, you know, to fall back on. Um, So that's something that would be your little nest egg after college. If you don't have somebody telling you, you know, start thinking about your financial future, 
I'm the person, do it now. <laughs> okay, um, focus on that. And even if you do know what you're doing, if you want to go, you know, to grad school, like think about how you're going to finance those types of things um, and who you need to start getting connected with. So. Yes, agree, agree. So what was the transition like for you after basketball? Um, so I actually started as a YMCA play coach. Um, so that was like my, one point in our career, in our life. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I was doing that and I was still attending school. That was my last. Mm -hmm. So like I mentioned, I, some of my credits didn't transfer. So I had to still go back to school for one more semester after, um, I was done with my season. So I was working, going to school. And while I was at the Y, I was like, okay, maybe I can work in education. Um, this is, you know, it's easy enough. And I enjoyed it at the time, but it was really draining. Um, not so much at the Y because I was only, I was only there for a couple hours out of the day, but more so um, once I became a teacher's assistant and I was actually like in the classroom and at school all day draining. I really, um, I really do have an appreciation for educators and teachers and to people who are even just working at the schools because it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with. Um, and I know that you're tired. <laughs> so God bless y'all. Right? <laughs> Agree. I was a substitute before, and a substitute teacher. Yeah. Wow, mm -hmm. uh, the teachers are very unappreciated because yeah. they, they really, they, 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 they does a lot. I mean, they really put in a lot of work at school, dealing right. multiple personalities <laughs> throughout the school year. Yeah. No, seriously. Yes. And, yes. Um, just subbing i did i tried that after um i was a sub for a little bit and that's really what made me realize that i did not want to work in education anymore um it was a student and he was i was subbing for the day first of all and when i got to the school apparently there was a voicemail left the night before that somebody said that they were gonna come up there and shoot the school up why am i here <laughs> why am i the sub for this instance so yeah i had no prior knowledge of that so i was just the teacher called out because of the voicemail um so yeah i went to the school and then one of the students he was saying that he was gonna punch me in my face and i was like mm -mm, we're the same we'll, we'll go like i don't play that <laughs> yeah so i was like wow. i can't because i'm really um I really don't have time for that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's getting crazy. Um, really I only is. heard about that little that little was it six year old? He was a sixth grader. That's why his t shirt the other day. Oh, I don't know what happened with the t shirt. Yeah, I, I mean it's wow. I mean that's a conversation in itself. But uh, right, right. I, I agree. The yeah. teachers, you know, they need to get paid more money. They need to get all the flowers they deserve because they mm -hmm. really really work hard. Right, right. Too hard. I think that's the hardest job. Mm -hmm. because you're so underpaid for the work you yeah. do. So. Yeah, and that's why I was like, okay, I'm dealing with all of this, but I'm not getting paid enough. So I need to figure out what career will allow me to make more money. Um, so that's when I started working in like program management program. Uh -huh. I was a program leader, then a program coordinator. And I fell into project coordinating, um, which then I realized like, okay, I'm really good at coordinating and 
putting all the pieces together and, you know, just making sure that we're able to have run a successful event. Sorry, mm -hmm. my daughter is going. No worries. No worries. I, I have a pyro. He just came by. <laughs> <laughs> so no worries. Here on the Sports Lab podcast, we multitask. That's funny. No. I saw your face like perks <laughs> up and I wasn't sure. That's funny. Yes. That's funny. I'm trying to like, hey, just, just. <laughs> you know, give me 10 more minutes. So, yeah. so, so let me ask you a question. So what, what impact does that have on your mental health that you no longer can play the sport that you love? Uh, I guess at a high level. Cause right. How, I how, how felt instant freedom. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was instant freedom for me. I felt, nice. you felt liberated. Uh, bit, yeah. I was like, finally, yeah. Finally, I could just do whatever I want to do. I don't have like to focus so much on constantly just being under somebody's microscope um nice. just being able to live my life and yeah it's take it from there you know um again being in education i learned that a lot of people that work in it are really creative um so a lot of artists even if it's not like in just the artistic painting and drawing sense but just in their craft of what they're doing um so just being in that, that allowed me to focus on like learning more about myself and other areas of who I am um, outside of sports. And yeah, from there, that's how I was. I just ended up like becoming and getting into real estate. Becoming yes, a, I want to ask you about that because like they say you, they say you are the best loan officer in Sacramento. <laughs> so, so how do you how do you find a way into the mortgage world or should I say the real estate world since you are yeah. Um, it's been a long it's it feels like a long journey i've had um i have a very direct diverse background um so again like working in education from there i got my certificate in project management so i don't have my pmp but i went to school to get my certificate in project management and from there that's when i was like okay i can become some type of project manager and at the time i was working for a national builder and I was just doing great. You know, I was a um, closing coordinator there and I was just auditing all of the sales documentation that was coming in and verifying um, what I could with that information. So yeah, just learning that little bit. I was like, oh, this is extremely easy. Um, that's the first thing that that was my initial thought was it was it was hard, you know, because I didn't have, like I mentioned, I didn't have like an office skill set. So a lot of, I was applying and people were just kept telling me like, I don't have that office like setting experience, um, which really, I think that um, I want to say, I yeah, I listened to um, Sean Fletcher's episode where he mentioned mm -hmm. that, you know, there was really no connection from sports to careers, and there's not. There really is not. Um, so we learn some skills, um, like how to build out a resume, but in terms of actual experience, unfortunately, we just didn't have that because yeah, we didn't have the time to... 
Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, we had to work out in the summers and we couldn't go and get jobs anymore because we had to figure out, you know, if it was a job, it was usually sports related and running camps or something like that, which is not so much like working in an office setting again, you know, so just being able to have that experience and people kept telling me no, I've been told so, I've been told no so much. Like, it's so crazy. You're um, an athlete. You, you uh, should be doing this. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, so I yeah. think, you know, initially... Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the office. Exactly, yes. yes. And it's just like basketball was always the topic of conversation. And I'm just like... I don't, basketball's not even me anymore, you know? It's like I'm, I'm becoming this whole new person. Like, what is the... I still talk about basketball, and yeah. now people ask me, like, what is my favorite NBA team? And I'm like... I honestly, <laughs> I say the Warriors just because I'm from the Bay, right? Yes. yes. What are we talking about? But yeah, you, you I, know, bigger, better things, you know. You, you know, it's conquer the world, the real estate world. That, I've, I'm taking the skill set of mm-hmm. sports and the attitude that I had on the court and just applying it to my life. That's yes. just the, um, the only difference is now I'm able to just do it for myself instead mm-hmm. of um, focusing on a team program <laughs> that's, that's one thing about uh sean flesher well professor flesher you mentioned because you learn so much skills in sports but they won't help you to 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 utilize the skill set because sports you know is all about you know uh planning executing mm-hmm. learning learning your your competition so it's a real life skill set you learn but you know unfortunately like you know from college and high school let me, let me back 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 up from high school to college, even to pro, they don't teach you how to utilize their skill sets. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, you know, you have it in you, but it's hard. It's kind of hard to really utilize them if you don't have the, should I say, the background or mm-hmm. some type of guy guidance to help you right. to transition to, you know, a career after sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my, you know, initially I was trying to become a teacher, so. A lot of my experience had to do with classroom management and dealing with groups of groups of kids K through twelve, and you know oh, it wasn't so much like K through twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I was dreams. <laughs> wow, you was doing it all. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I used to work at a sports facility, um, which ended up getting purchased by Kobe. Rest in peace, and. They had youth programming K through 12, so I was responsible for building out all of that programming there. Um, So yeah, that's um, just being able to take the sports background, and I really had to lean on that in order to get some of that programming experience, um, just so that way I can even be looked at as a candidate for more um, administrative roles. So. Yeah, it was, um, like I said, it was hard, but, you know, I took my hustle, which is really the kind of player that I was, and I was just able to apply that, and that's exactly what I'm still doing to this day. Nice. I'm very happy to hear that you found your niche, found your love uh, for real estate, Mm because I hear a lot of big things about you, you know, in Sacramento. (laughs) So, So let me ask you a question. So have you accomplished everything you wanted? to accomplish all no. of the field. I mean, I know it's kind of early, but... Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... 
I have not. Um, I definitely am. I would love to be on Forbes 40 under 40. That's a goal of mine. So I'm 29 right now. Mark my words. Okay. <laughs> I got some time. I think I out there sometimes. So go ahead. Put it out there. Let, let the world yeah, know. Yeah. You know, I, um, over the last, you know, several years, I have been able to be in the industry and see a lot and learn a lot. So I'm just going to take all of that and just be able to start building. That's just what I'm focused on currently. Nice. So, yeah. And so, so what's next for you? Um, what's next? Building out my business. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I'm focused on currently. Um, yeah, just building, um, we are definitely a lot more established. We moved back to California in 2021. So okay. we had our daughter then. So it's been a lot of changes. Yeah, thank you. So just getting settled really was the focus. But now it's definitely um, settled. Okay. So, so forgive me. You're talking about real estate. you being a loan officer. But you got to tell people um, about your business and how they can um reach out and connect with you you know for any mortgage assistance or real estate advice yes definitely so um a little bit about what i do is i am a licensed mortgage advisor in california and i focus mainly on residential currently um just you know if you want to purchase a home then i would be the person that would review your application and let you know what financing options are available to you and from there then you can get your pre-approval and start shopping for a home so yeah i'm able to be the person that is helping guide you through the mortgage process of buying a home um so yeah, you can connect with me on social media platforms. I have Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Mortgage Hipster, and that is yeah my handle. Um, yeah, hit me up, follow me. If you have any questions about buying a home, I would love to talk to you, um, or just any questions about real estate. I would be happy to connect you with some agents if you're looking for that as well um so yeah anything that you need i would be more than willing to help you out with nice and just let you know i really admire that name the mortgage hipster so please <laughs> i like the mortgage hipster for any any uh mortgage um assistance all right yeah uh, thank you so um but do you have anything else you want to tell the listeners um you know i I guess the last thing that I would say is um, I think we all know how to, you know, roll with the punches and um, get up and keep going. And I would say that, you know, over the last several years, it's been a learning experience for me to kind of just slow down and um, just be able to roll with the punches and know that, you know, things don't happen as quickly as you would like them to all the time, um, even no matter how much effort you put in. So sometimes, you know, it's your season, sometimes it's not. And, you know, you just have to figure out where you can support, um, when you can support and when you need to be supported. So yeah, um, just find your grounding, find where your community is and yeah, just, you know, figure it out. Yeah, that's my, that's my little tidbit. <laughs> 
Excellent, excellent. Thank yeah. you. Also, I just want to thank you for sharing your story on the Sports Lounge podcast. We wish you many blessings, much success in real estate, and serving the community with the best loans. <laughs> and we'll thank all the listeners who joined us today. And don't forget to like us. Uh, and also, um, until next time, let's focus on keeping a strong mental health. For and my last thing is if you would like, you can also email me at Kiara, K I A R A, at Relfin, R-E-L-F-I-N dot com. Can't get to it one more time, just in case. It's Kiara, K-I-A-R-A at Rel, R-E-L-F-I-N dot com. Excellent, excellent. Again, many blessings. It was a pleasure. And uh, we will definitely be in contact. So thank you again. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night. All right, have a great evening. Bye. Bye.